Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the HMO Success Podcast. Welcome to the HMO Success Podcast. My name's Wendy and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. Today I'm going to be talking about how to future-proof your HMO portfolio. Now you might wonder what future-proofing actually is and when I first heard the phrase I too myself thought what does that mean? Now future-proofing is really the art of protecting your asset for the future. I also think it's really valuable when it comes to thinking about what you want your what you want to be doing yourself in five years time and how you want your assets to be performing in five years, 10 years, 30 years, 50 years time. So future proofing is about making sure that on the day that your HMO or your property is ready to rent, that it works and that it saves you time and saves you money. But it's also about putting into that property, into the systems of that property, tools that will help you to manage that property forevermore so that it continues to be an income producing asset. So what are the kind of things that I'm talking about here? Well, I think that when you first start looking at developing your HMO portfolio, whether that's one HMO to start with or five or 10 eventually, it's very easy to get caught up in the current trends and the current mood of the day without thinking about, hang on, what do I want from this property in two or five years time? And in fact, many people are rather short term when it comes to property. They don't think about the future. They just think about tomorrow. They're thinking about replacing their income from HMOs. And all they can think about is getting four or five HMOs that turn money into their bank and uh, give them the ability to give in their notice and sack their boss. Now, this is the dream. And of course, many people have done it through HMOs because HMOs are such a great cash flowing strategy. However, it isn't such a great cash flowing strategy if you find that two or three years down the line, your beautiful HMO that started off being so delightful has now turned into a a rather um, grey and sad HMO because it's become a little bit tired and harassed, possibly just like its owner. So, When you first start getting involved in HMOs and you start doing your refurb in particular, I want you to think about some of the things that are going to make your HMO future-proofed so that beyond the two or three year, when many HMOs can start to look a little bit shoddy and a little bit, um, you know, damaged around the edges because of the usage that they've had from the tenants, that yours is still looking and performing really well. Now, there are um, systems and uh, approaches that you can use in that refurb that are going to really help you to make sure that your property is future-proofed and at the same time is a property that's easy to manage. So I break down future-proofing into three areas and they're what I call the three M's, maximizing your profits, maintaining the HMO and managing your customers. And by that, of course, I mean your tenants. Each of these areas has tools and systems that we use in our business, which is called Best Nest, to manage our HMOs. And it means that all of our HMOs are future-proofed, not just for the next six months or a year, but for the next five or 10 years. So first of all, let's talk about actual maintenance of the property, because this is one of the biggest headaches that landlords often have. 
One of the things I would recommend when you first start uh, investing or you first start perhaps buying and, and, and starting to work on your very first HMO is that you put a key lock outside the property. Now, in fact, keys is a whole topic of its own to talk about when we're talking about future proofing. Because if you have um, a normal set of keys, then you that's fine if you just have one HMO. You might have seven or eight keys, one per bedroom, plus a front door and a back door. And you might decide to get those copied and you might decide that each tenant has a copy of the, the front door, the back door and their own bedroom door. Now, that's fine if you have one HMO. But if you're planning on having a portfolio of HMOs, you're going to have an awful lot of keys to manage. And that's why we decided very early on in our investing journey to invest in a master suite system a key locking system, a master suite key locking system that allowed us to have a master key for the whole portfolio. So we just have one key that opens all the doors in our portfolio. Can you imagine how much time, effort and money that saves? Yes, it's a little bit more expensive to install. You'll have to get the, the suite will be designed. You, these are often designed digitally by a proper master suite locker. Um, a, a locksmith. They design the system and then off the main key, which is your master key, you then have sub keys and those sub keys then open all the separate doors in the property. And you can have keys cut that do, you know, maybe open two or three of the rooms. So they might open bedroom number one plus the front door and the back door, but you only have one key. Now, this, of course, is great for tenants because it means they don't have to worry about dealing with lots of different keys for the property. Their one key will do all the rooms. However, because it is a digitally cut key, replacing those keys is a bit more expensive. So do be aware that if you are going to instigate a, a master key system, which I think is absolutely brilliant and will really save you time, do be aware that you'll have to tell your tenants that if they lose their key, there's going to be a cost attached to replacing it. Now, Alongside that, I'd also suggest you put one of these key boxes up outside the front of the property because the key box outside the front of the property will be where you keep the key that opens all the doors in that particular house so that your maintenance team can get in, they can fix any problems, they can put the key back in that locker, that little box at the end of the day and then they can go off and do their next job. This makes it much, much easier than having to come to an office or come to a central location to pick up a key, to go to the house, to find the key doesn't fit the door, to find there's a problem with the key, to then have to go back to the office. You know, all that is very, very time consuming for maintenance people. Make it easy for them by having a key locker with a code on the front of it that you keep centrally accessible that can be given out to people who are already known to you in your organization and that can make access to that property much, much easier. And then if there is a disaster or an emergency in the property, they can get in very easily by using that key because that key accesses all the doors in the house. So that's one of my first top tips to future-proofing it. Secondly, I would recommend that you do everything online. Now, I think over COVID, many of us have come to realise that uh, having a business that runs remotely, that runs online, that is, is based on you know electronic communication rather than paper communication is more valuable than ever. And if COVID has taught us anything, it's taught us the value of using something like a cloud-based operating system so that we can send and receive documents easily, that we can access our documents easily. Um, and whether we're working from home or we're working from an 
office, we can get that information quickly at the flick of a switch. So I would recommend that you start the way you mean to go on. You want to have a, an online system that uh, creates folders. Maybe you, you, if you're using Google Drive, for example, which is our preferred method, you separate all your properties out into separate folders. And within each of those folders, you have everything electronically. Now, this is going to mean that there's going to have to be a bit of an effort made when you get something in the post. So you might have a mortgage statement or you might have a utility bill that comes in a paper format. Well, what we do is we scan it, we save it to Google Drive in the right folder, and then we shred it. Not only is this much more efficient in terms of keeping the space that we have for the business much smaller because we don't have paper copies, uh, it means you can access that documentation at any time and it means it's also secure because it's not somewhere that uh, you know can fall out or it can be uh, you know it can be thrown away accidentally or it can be you know uh, missed in a big pile of papers you know exactly where to find that document literally at the touch of a button so having a really good filing system is key because not only will that allow you access to your documentation quickly and easily, it also means that when it comes to giving tenants information that they need legally to have before they move into the property, you can send them a link to an online folder. And the details in that online folder can, of course, change. You can change the EPC, you can change the, um, the PAT testing certificates, you can change the electrical and the gas safety certificates as and when you get them. But the link can remain constant. So anytime that a tenant wants to have a look in that folder or wants to access the information that they're legally entitled to when they move into the property, you simply give them a link to the folder and they can then download that information or look at the information as and when they need it. Now, what does that do? First of all, of course, it saves you time because it means that you just have to give them the link rather than having to print out paper or having to make sure that all the paper documentation is ready. Secondly, of course, it saves resources because you're not using paper anymore. You're using an electronic version of the same document, which is just as uh, legally st strong. It's just as robust as if it was a paper document. But it means that uh, you're not having to um, print out lots and lots of documentation before you have a tenant move in. And it also means you are covered compliance wise because you've made sure that the tenants have access to those documents um, before they move into the property or on the day that they move into the property. This also is uh, useful if you are looking to your own future. And why do I say that? Well, you might be using an agent and you might give your agent access to that documentation that they can use. In fact, the agent may well uh, create the documents uh, or create the folder for you to be able to access alongside the tenants. But what if in three years time you decide to change your agent? What if in three years time you decide that uh, you want to move house? Perhaps where you live at the moment, you're very close to your properties and you can manage them yourself. But in a few years time, you might decide to retire to Cornwall or Devon, uh, a long way away from your properties. C carrying around all the, that, that paperwork and, uh, you know, carting that halfway across the country because you've moved um, isn't necessarily a good plan. If it's all online, however, you can access that information from anywhere in the world. So future proofing isn't just about making sure that the property works for a long time. It's also making sure that your systems work for a long time for you too. What about when it comes to maintaining customers? 
Well, maintaining customers means having an HMO that is not only attractive and fulfills their needs, but also is maintained really well. And one of the things I've seen over the time that I've invested in HMOs is landlords or investors who set up the HMO and it looks beautiful on day one, but by day 301, it's not looking quite so good. So having a system that allows you to have regular checks of the property, proactive checks where you have your maintenance or your DIY team going in every month, um, that maintenance team can do all the safety checks. They can check the the fire alarm, the emergency lighting. Um, They can check things like door closers are working. They can check any of the fire systems, the safety systems that they're working But at the same time, our maintenance team will do some proactive checks on the property. They have a a property maintenance checklist to go through. And uh, it starts with going into the hallway and making sure that there is no post or uh, detritus left on the mat. In all of our properties, we have letter racks in the hallway, which means that any letters that come in can easily be sifted and sorted per room. And then the tenants can have access to those, you know, their their mail day by day. Now, without that, you find there's a lot of mail that just gets thrown onto the floor. People tread it in, you know, their mucky boots go over it. It gets thrown in the bin and people may lose postage, but also it is actually a trip hazard. And when it comes to fire safety in your HMO, it's really important that you make sure that all of those communal uh, walkways are free of any trip hazards. And and posts actually can be a, a bit of a slip hazard, particularly on a sort of wet, windy day. It may seem a very small thing to do, but actually it's a very effective way of making sure that your your property is, is well managed. So our maintenance checklist has that as its very first checkbox. Is my hallway clear and free of post? Is the post being put into the letter racks? And as we go through the property, our checklist goes through all those kind of details from do taps leak, are windows fitting well, are doors closing, are the door closers working, is there paint uh, work that is scuffed and needs a touch up. Um, All those little details are on our maintenance checklist. Now, the benefit of having a maintenance checklist with all of that on there is it means that your your DIY team or your maintenance team can simply go down it and check it off. And we use Google Forms, which is a very easy way of checking something off in a list format. We send that to the maintenance team. They tell us which uh, which day of the, the, the week they're doing this, which which day of the month, uh, which property it relates to, and then they, they press send at the end of the form. The form then comes into the office. We can then interrogate that form and decide which of those DIY jobs do we need them to do. Now, this is much more efficient than having your maintenance or DIY team report back to you, either through phone or WhatsApp. Oh, I've noticed this needs doing. Oh, I've noticed that needs doing. Oh, I've noticed the other needs doing. Not only is it more time consuming, and it means that you'll probably also have to have somebody who will actually coordinate those jobs. Whereas if you get your maintenance team to fill out a form with all of that information, with, of course, room for them to add comments or photos, it just makes your job so much more easy um, that you can review those those forms, that, that feedback every two or three days or every week if you wanted to, and then agree which jobs need to be done. And then you can send your maintenance team in for a whole day 
and they can carry out jobs on the various different properties that need to be done, saving you again a lot of time and a lot of money. A remote control heating system is another tool which has become a lot more popular in HMOs over the last few years and that is a very good thing as far as I can see because going down to the property to alter the, uh, the, the, the timings or the thermostat on, a, on a, a boiler because suddenly it's a little bit warmer and the tenants are keeping on the heating all day long and it's costing you an arm and a leg or maybe it's gone a little bit colder and the tenants are starting to complain about the heat. Uh, it just is not cost effective if you have five or more HMOs. You need to find a way of doing this remotely. Now, of course, there are lots of good systems like this on the market at the moment. You've got Hive, uh, Nest, um, there, there are lots of others. Uh, we, we personally use Hive. We find that works really well, but I know there are other systems that you can equally use. All of them allow you to access the remote control on your phone through an app, and it makes it much, much easier to manage that property. It also means that when you're getting your meter readings, which again, we would suggest you do every month, you can analyze your meter readings against the usage of the utilities in the property. Now, what does this do? You generally only get a new bill every quarter or maybe every six months from your utility company. And if you have not paid enough, they will want extra payment from you. Your direct debit can then go up. And in some cases, it can go up by a really extortionate amount. What you want to try and do is nip that in the bud. Make sure that you are keeping an eye on your utility bills. Making sh Make sure that you are looking at those meter readings every month. And with the use of something like Hive or Nest, you can then alter the settings so that they're appropriate. Now, I never like it when I go into an HMO and it feels really hot and I can see everybody's put the windows, they've put their windows open. You know, this is no good for the environment and it is no good for you as an investor because you're just going to be spending all your money paying for the utility bills. So having a way in which you can adjust those temperature settings, those thermostat settings is a very important key to enabling you to have a long-term investment that's going to pay you money each and every month without you spending out on the utility bills. On that point, another aspect of future proofing is regularly assessing your bills across the whole portfolio. So this might be your mortgage, your insurance, your utility bills, there's nothing much I'm afraid you can do about your council tax bill. I'm afraid that is just set by the government and there's nothing you can do about it. But all the other ones you have some choice over. You've got the choice whether to change your mortgage. You've got your choice whether to change some of your utility providers, uh, except probably apart from water and sewerage, which are, again, uh, locally determined. But all the others, I would recommend that you have a monthly profit and loss and you look at your profit and loss account every month and you analyse how much you are spending on your bills. And over a period of six months to a year, you'll be able to see the trends in the payments that you're making. And if you feel that some of those payments are starting to go up a bit or there are better deals on the market, put it in your calendar. Make sure that at least once a year you are analysing how much you're spending on those bills so that you can start to look at better deals and bring your costs down. Now, with one HMO, you might not really notice the change in savings, but believe you me, when you've got 20 or more HMOs, you really do. For example, just a few months ago, we realised that our broadband bills were going up and up and up and up. Many of our broadband um, suppliers uh, are actually BT. We, we've done it direct with BT. 
Um, and we went online. Uh, I looked online to see what the best deals were online. And I thought, you know, some of these uh, these broadband packages are not really very cheap. They, they, they've kind of got us in. They've hooked us in on a good deal. And now we've been with them for more than two years. We seem to be on a much more expensive package. So Andy, my partner, phoned up BT to say, listen here, we've got a lot of contracts with you. You know, we're a professional landlord. We've got lots of um, uh, Wi-Fi broadband packages with you. Is there anything you can do? And BT had a look at our account and they said, absolutely. They said, unfortunately, these are not available online. The deals we're about to give you are only available over the phone. Now, we didn't know that. It just so happened that Andy phoned up to check out what was available. And as a result, we have saved over £300 a month on our broadband bills across the portfolio because almost in every one of those properties, they came down by at least a third. And in a few of them, they actually came down by a half what we were paying before. We've seen no reduction in the quality of the broadband, the speeds, the uploads or the downloads, and tenants have not complained. So it's worth asking for deductions. It's worth asking for discounts. And particularly if you've been with a supplier for a long time and you are a valuable customer and you have maybe grown your business alongside, it's worth going back to those suppliers and asking them if they can do something on the price. Another little tip when it comes to future-proofing your portfolio is to consider what kind of furniture you want to put into the bedrooms. Certainly, I find that freestanding furniture may look good for the first couple of years, but isn't always as robust as it needs to be. So built-in furniture is the answer to that. It does cost more to have it built in and uh, in certain properties or in certain rooms, it might be hard to find the area where that built-in furniture should be built in. But my experience is that over a number of years of using that furniture, you will find that built-in furniture not only gives more space to the tenants, so they have more space for storage, but also it is really helpful when it comes to longevity of that furniture. So invest a little bit more up front, you'll get a better product out the back end and it will be future-proofed for your portfolio. Now, if you'd like to learn more about future proofing and how you can future proof your HMO, um, not just for the next two years, but for the next five, 10 years, um, I'm delighted to say that I am running a brand new three day HMO intensive course um, in the middle of July, the 9th, 10th and 11th of July. Now, this is a relaunch of our two day course. We've been running our two day course now for the last 18 months, but there's so much more information that I want to get across. There's so much more learning that we've done over the last 18 months months. Yes, even during COVID. And I want to make sure that people get access to that brand new content as soon as possible. So we're launching it the 9th, 10th and the 11th of July 2021. It's a three day course. It's Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And we will be covering all of the five steps to creating a profitable HMO portfolio, finding it, funding it, finishing it, filling it and future proofing it. And each of those areas we delve into into great detail so that you understand exactly how to do it. And after the three days, you can go away and literally start investing in HMOs the very next morning. Now, I'd love it if you were interested 
you wanted to come along to that event, but you will need to find out some more information, please contact me. I will put my details in the podcast notes below. If you haven't already got them, you can message me on Facebook. You can message me through Instagram. You can message me through any of the social media channels, YouTube as well. Um, but I'd love to share with you some more details about that three-day event that we're running um, as, a, as a brand new launch in July. And we've, we've packed it full of content. We're going to be covering all sorts of different topics from how to find the right area for your HMO to how to raise money from investors, even if you've got nothing to start with, to how to do a rent to rent and how to work with local partners in your local area if you're not sure who to start working with and how to get started. We're also going to be covering tax, how to make the most of your position as a new investor from a tax perspective. How does that all work? So we've got a lot of detail that we're going to be packing into those three days. It's going to be a fantastic three days of learning and content, and we'd love you to join us. So if you're ready to get started in HMOs, you want to know more about the five-step system, it will be covered in depth in those three days. Please get in touch. I can set up a call. I can tell you a bit more about it and decide whether this is the next step that's right for you. Thank you ever so much indeed for listening to today's podcast. I hope it's helped you to think about how you can start to future-proof your HMO so that you have an HMO that outlives you. Now, isn't that a thought? Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast. If you'd like to know more about how you can create a profitable HMO business, please visit our website, hmosuccess.co.uk, to find out more. We have plenty of free tools and information for you there, and also on our Facebook group, The Ultimate HMO Success System. We look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks for listening.